It's so beautiful that let us drop the cokes and let us let the Holy Spirit work in us. Because I can feel the presence of the Spirit at this moment. It is here. It's tangible. It's moving between us. It wants to touch your heart. It wants to touch your mind. So I'm going to pray, Father, as I bring the word, Lord, as as we just bring who you are, trying to open your heart for us, Father, trying to to reconcile us to you, Lord, to just to, to bring your greatness forward, Father, that the Holy Spirit will touch our hearts and the Holy Spirit will open our minds. Yeah, we prayed for it this morning, Lord, that we will feel that tangible feeling of the Holy Spirit with us. And it's so great and so good to know that you say, ask and you will receive it. You say that, Lord. It's in your word. Ask and you will receive it. Sometimes we ask for the wrong things and we do not receive. But Father, I know that where we ask for the Holy Spirit to be, to touch, to change, I know that that's what you're going to do today. You're going to change our hearts. You're going to change our minds. We will walk out here, Father, not the same as what we came in today. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. The church has got so many Christianese phrases that we use as Christians. Some, some of them are let go and let God. Who knows that one? Let go and let God. And we always say to people, let go and let God. What we really mean is, I can't, it's mine. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. What about my mind? I trust my mind. I don't trust with my heart. God made me do something else. I slept in. I didn't want to come to church today. I have a check in my spirit about him. When we talk around, lots, we elders sometimes say, I've got a check in my spirit about him. What we're really saying is, do we trust him? These are Christian these little phrases that I'm just bringing to you guys. Lord willing, you think I'll be there? Let us pray while I'm pretending to talk to God for you, but I'm really going to preach to you. Just put in God's hand. Just put this in God's hand. Do not expect me to help you. And the one I want to speak today is, I'm so desperate for God. Someone comes to you, I'm so desperate for God. We come from a place that says I'm in trouble. Help me, I'm in trouble. You see, desperation is from a place where we come and we say, God must show up. I need God now. Because I'm desperate for my situation. He's got to be here to help me. And we tend to forget that in Matthew 18, 20, God says that where two or three of us are together, there I am. In Isaiah 41, 10, he says, do not fear, I am with you. So our desperation comes from a place that we think that God is not with us, that God cannot help us. And I'm coming to you because I'm desperate for God to help me. 
but God is with us. Being desperate is not acquiring His presence. We must already believe that God is with us. You see, desperate means having a great need or desire for something. That's what we should have. A great need or desire for something. Our great need or desire for God in a desperate need is not for Him to be here. It's for us to grow deeper into who He is. The other words for desperate is anguished. Ek is angstig. The other word is distressed. Ek is benauwd. Ek het angst in my. I've got a craving. It's a begeerte, a verlange. And I was tested yesterday with this craving. It was our fast day yesterday. I've got to mention it. But I had to do the first sector of the race. I left home with a cup of coffee and a bag full of nice goodies. Chocolates, nice bready, chips, chocolates, bready, chocolates. <laughs> of course, I could get three f- for the price of one about. And chips, and cool drink, and everything. It was beautiful, what was in that bag. I even took a little cooler bag with me to keep everything cold. I didn't realize it's my fasting. So I'm out and it's raining and the guys here at the VOC says, guys, get there, you've got to get, go see what the road is doing. So I had my cup of coffee and off we, off we are. And, I'm, and the, the road is just water. In Seabrook, the road was just water flowing out of, out of the little side, side streets onto the mains. So I... Radio into these guys, and we're busy, busy, busy. And some, Alwyn phones me, she says, Tom, do you realize that we've, as elders, got a fast today? And at that moment, a craving came over my body (laughs) for chocolates. It was a craving that I could not understand, because she used the word fasting. Lucky, lucky, God said to me, are you desperate enough for me? Because you're preaching about desperate enough for me. Are you going to have this chocolate? It won't won't worry me. It's the words, it won't worry me. Have it. But are you desperate enough for me? And the moment I took my eyes off the chocolates, now, I had to bind the bag, five knots. I had to put it under the seat. I had to close the fridge, and I had to put my mind on something else, not on the craving that there was. And I had to put my eyes on why are we fasting? For who are we fasting? Not for myself, but for God. And that took away the craving. And my desperation in craving became a desperation and a great desire to tap into God, to be with God, to be, have more of God. That is what desperation is. David understood desperation so well. 
we know in the Old Testament that God only spoke through the prophets. Was Loli, help. That is, is that right? He spoke through the prophets. But David had a direct line to God. God loved him. And in Psalm 63 that I want you to put up, I'm going to read from here, guys, and it's going to be on the board, and I think we're doing it in English. And if you've got an Afrikaans Bible with you, open it up in Psalm 1663. We're going to go from verse 1 to verse 11. And I'm just going to page through this desire of the desperateness of, God, of David for God. You see, David is in the desert of Judah calling to God out of a place of desperation. And he's not calling to God to help him out of that desperation. He comes to God, and in verse 1, he recognizes God, recognizes that God is with him at that moment. And he says, oh God, you are my God. A place of knowing that God is with him. Not that he's got to call God to come to him, knowing that God is with him at that moment. I shall seek you earnestly. This earnestly is persistent. I shall seek you speedily. I am not going to postpone. That's what he's, I'm earnestly seeking you. I'm earnestly wanting you with me. In a dry, my soul thirsts for you. The word came out this morning. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you. The other translation that we get is, it faints for you. It is a great desire of my soul that I am feeling the effect. I want God. I need Him. I don't need what He can do for me. I need Him. I want Him. I want His presence with me at that moment. In the dry and weary land where there is no water, I need your fresh water, God. I need the Spirit. I need freshness in my life. This I have seen you in the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a refuge of safety from persecution or danger. He is so longing to be back in the sanctuary. Are we desperate enough to be in the sanctuary of God, to be together with one another in this place, a place of safety? Because that is what the church is. Church is not this building, but it's a place of safety where I can be with my people. I so desperately long to be with my people where I can feel safe. Have we got that desperation? Or do we just come on a Sunday because it's Sunday morning? Is our desperation to be here, to meet Him, to be filled with the Spirit, to be changed by the Spirit? to be taken from glory to glory, from higher to higher. I have seen you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Are we desperate to see the Holy Spirit moving? Are we desperate to, if the Holy Spirit asks us to do something, if the Holy Spirit asks us to put our hands out just to go and pray for someone, are we doing it? 
Are we willing to be the movement of the Spirit? The Spirit gives you a word in worship. Are we willing to move so that we can see the power of God moving? If God is in us, if that's what we proclaim, then we are the image of Him. We are His vehicle that we've got to use. Are we desperate enough to be used? That is what, that is what David wants. That is what he's, he's asking. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. Your loving kindness is better than life. Just to be and to know that God loves us is better than life. And for that, because He loves us, we will praise you with our lips. Are we desperate for that? So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. David has a relationship with God. When he praises, he brings his, his whole body, his whole heart, his whole mind, lifts up his hands. His relationship with God is a thirsting and yearning relationship. My soul is satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth offers praises with joyful lips. Are we that? When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. When I wake up during the night, do I think about God? Do I meditate about Him? Or do I grab my phone and watch Facebook, Instagram, Telegram, WhatsApps? Or do I meditate on God? Is he the one that will put me back to sleep again peacefully? Because when I go to sleep peacefully with God, knowing that he's there, I can sleep peacefully. Am I desperate for him? For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. You have been my help, and in the shadow of my, your wings I sing for joy. He's calling out. He's calling out. I would love to be present in the Holy of the Holies. I would love to sit on your mercy seat. And if you remember, the mercy seat has got the two angels on, on it with its wings spread out. And the picture I get here is of a, of, of a hen with the little chickens. When they when they're all running around on the, on, on the, on the, on the earth and eating, and, and then there's some, suddenly there's danger, and this hen will start looking, go and sit down, open her wings, and all these little chicks will come in and nestle under her wings for protection. Is that where we look for our protection, under the wings of God? Are we desperate for that? In the secret little place, under that, under that hen, coming close to that hen, coming to a warmth, knowing that this is where I'm protected. Do we look for that? Are we desperate for that? Or is it our minds looking for another way out of my situation? Do I want to come under the wings of God? My soul clings to you. My soul clings to you. I cling to God. 
I give myself and I cling to him in desperateness. And then he says, then he says, your right hand upholds me. Just keeps me there. As I cling, it just holds me there. You see, it comes from me. I've got to cling to him and he will hold me. Do we cling to him? Am I glued to God's mercy? But those who seek my life to destroy it will go into death of earth. They will be delivered over the power of the sword. They will be prey of folk for I pray for foxes, but the king will rejoice in God. We will rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him, that is God, will glory. But for the mouth of those who speak lies, will be stopped. You see, David is calling from a place of faith and belief. In Hebrews 11.6 it says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. In Matthew 6.33 it says, Seek first the kingdom of God. Be desperate for his kingdom, it says, before you are desperate or anguished for something else. Seek him first. Be desperate for his kingdom. And that seek, it's not an ending, it's stay seeking. Stay seeking for his kingdom. Are we desperate seeking the kingdom of God? Are we there? Are we there? Desperation is a condition of life. It is normal to be desperate. Who of you have been desperate already in your lives? It's normal. Because that is what it is. Everyone gets desperate. In Psalm 142, David writes, Listen to my cry, for I am desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. In 2 Samuel 24, 14, I'm in a desperate situation, David replied to Gad. But let us rather fall in the hands of the Lord, for His mercy is great. Don't let me fall into the hands of humans. Don't let me fall in the hands of humans. I would rather be in the hand of the Lord. You see, desperation is part of life. And sometimes we feel like God has brought us to a place of desperation. Is there people that feel like that? God has brought me to a place of desperation. It feels that God is really squeezing us into that place. And isn't that what's happening now on this earth? Isn't it feeling for us that God is busy moving in us and bringing us to a place where everything is starting to crumble? This world is starting to crumble. The economy is starting to crumble. My fruit that I've planted is starting to crumble. There's no market. There was a... There, there, there was a usubilant. But this rain... 
this rain is just diminishing that, that harvest. Our world is starting to crumble. God is starting to squeeze us into a place of desperate. You have shown your people desperate times. You have given us wine that makes us stagger in Psalm 63. You see, we are so focused on our desperate need that we forget that the desperate love of God We are so focused on our desperate need that we forget to bring the desperate love of God to desperate people that is in a desperate need of the love of a desperate God. Did you get it? I got it in Afrikaans. We are so focused on our desperate need that we forget to bring the desperate love of God to a desperate people that is in a desperate need of the love of a desperate God. Because we are so focused on our needs. We're not focused on the desperation of knowing God and bringing Him to the world. Sometimes it feels as if nothing is working right. In the day, in Isaiah 17, 11, it says, In the day shall you make your plant to grow, and in the morning shall you make your seed to flourish. Listen, farmers, in the day shall you make your plant to grow, and in the morning shall you make your seed to flourish. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of a grief and desperate sorrow. And then we moan. Die oos het goed gelijk, maar die oos is nie meer nie. You see, we make desperate, we make wrong choices sometimes. Zacchaeus was one of those. Zacchaeus was a Jew that became a tax, a tax collector. And in those days, you were not to become a tax collector when you were a Jew. Because he did it to live a life of lavishness. And out of, from that, he was outcast by the people. It left him alone. It left him empty. And at a stage, Zacchaeus became desperate. Desperate. Because there was something in him that was missing. He longed for something to belong. He wanted to belong. And you know that Zacchaeus is the little short Jew. No offense. Short Jew that climbed into the tree. Do you know the story? And when Jesus was on his way to pray for someone... He passed underneath the tree with a lot of followers. And as he looked up, he said to Zacchaeus, Come down. I want to dine with you tonight. You see, a desperate man will make sure that he's in a desperate place to find the love of a desperate God. And the desperate place that you will find is in church.
with desperate believers believing the desperate love of a desperate God. And, he's, and he changed. God, I will give half of my stuff back. I will give to the poor. He, he found Jesus. He found Jesus. Are we desperate enough so that those that has not found Jesus to be found. And if you haven't found Jesus, are you in this desperate place looking for Jesus? Because this is the right place to look for him. This is the right place when he looks up at you and he sees you and he says, come down. I want to dine with you tonight. Sometimes it feels like our desperation will not go away. Why is my sorrow becoming perpetual, evakdirant, and my wound desperate so as to refuse to be healed? It has become to me as the fleshwood of deceitful waters that cannot be trusted. One of the best stories is the woman of, of, of bleeding, of flow, desperate to be healed, and she had faith and knew that if I just touch the hem of Jesus, I will be healed. Are we desperate to be healed? Are you desperate enough to be touched by Jesus, to change your, to change your desperation? Is there things in your life that is ongoing? Is pornography part of your life that you cannot get healed from? Is alcohol part of your life that you cannot get healed from? Is drugs part of your life? Is a foul mouth part of your life? Is depression part of your life? Are you desperate enough to come to a God that is willing to heal and to take away? To bow your knee? She did. She had faith. She believed. What I've got to do is touch his hand. All you've got to do is reach out, touch his hem, cling to him. Are you desperate enough for that? Are you desperate enough for your marriage? Are you desperate enough so that you will bring your marriage to God? And to say, God, heal this marriage for us. Are we? You see, David knew what to do. In Psalm 60, let's go through it quickly. In Psalm 60, David is surrounded by enemies in every direction. And resistance is heavy. And he brought his desperation to God. Oh God, you have rejected us. You have broken us. You have been angry. Restore us. My desperation in all these things is restore me, God. Restore me to a place. You have made the land quake. You have split it open. Heal its breaches for it taught us. Only God can heal us. Only God has got the power and the might and the love to heal you. To heal you in your marriage. To heal you in your desperation of pornography. To heal you in alcoholism, to heal you in drugs, to heal you in your depression. Bring it to Him. 
Bring it to him. Cry out to him. You have made your people experience hardship. God, I'm, I'm experiencing hardship. You've given us wine to drink that makes us stagger. You have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be displayed because of your truth. Desperation comes from the word. Desperation comes from faith. It comes from a hope that you've got in him. God is the banner. That your beloved may be delivered, safe with your right hand, and answer us. God loves us. In desperate times, we need to remember it. He brings us to a place where we are so desperate that we've got to cry out to him. That he's the only one that can heal us. He's the only one that can give us love, peace, joy. We cannot get it from ourselves. Are we in that desperate place? That you, beloved, may be delivered. God, I'm desperate. Deliver me. Save me with your right hand. God has spoken in his holiness. I will exalt. I will portion out Sechem and measure out the valley of Sukkoth. The Lord God is with you. In Zephyr 13, 17, it says, The Lord God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing when you come to him in desperation, when you need him. And then he will say, Gilead is mine. He will say, Gareth is mine. Melania is mine. Elzan is mine. Tinus is mine. Do you know that you are his? Do you know that? Do you know that he has bought you with a price? You are his. Do we realize that? In Isaiah 43, 1 it says, But now this is the Lord that created you, O Jacob, and he that formed you, O Israel. Let's read it some, some, in another way. But now, says the Lord that created you, O Gareth, and that formed you, O Mark, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. He will do that for you. The big news, the big news, God was desperate for us. He left the glory of heaven for us. As the father ran to the prodigal son, our father in heaven ran to us. He was desperate to save us, willing to give his son Jesus Christ for us, for you, for me, for the world. Are we desperate enough for him? As Zacchaeus 
was desperate for God. He didn't know Jesus. He didn't know God. He was desperate to meet the one that could save him. He was desperate to meet the one that could bring joy, that could bring peace, that could bring love to him. Is here as Zacchaeus in this place today that is sitting in a tree desperate to meet Jesus Christ. Desperate to hear the words of Jesus saying, come down my son. I want to dine with you tonight. Is there someone here that has never, ever given their lives to Jesus Christ? Sitting in that tree, hoping, hoping to see him. Is there someone? Is there someone? If you feel the winds blowing the tree, don't put your roots deeper into the ground. If God wants to move you, lift the tree and come and plant it by the rivers that flow with living waters. Is there someone that has never said, Jesus Christ, I want to accept you as my king, my savior. And as the woman with bleeding had faith in Jesus Christ, had faith to know that if I can just touch his hem, I will be healed. I will be healed. Is there some of us that sitting here with depression? Is there some of us sitting here with pornography? Is there some of us sitting here with alcohol problems? Is there some of us sitting here with marriage problems? Is there some of us that need a desperate God to heal something that I cannot overcome by myself? My prayer life is in shatters. I need God to stir something. I cannot come in the word. I need God to stir me up. Is there some of it? Because it takes faith and it takes belief that he will heal you when you desperately say, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Is there some of you I want to put up your hands and say, here I am, God. In any one of these, in any desperation need that I've got, you all desperate saved. Then church, church, are we desperate enough for Christ that we have compassion for desperate people? You see, God has given us the authority to spread the name of Jesus Christ to the world, to those that need him.
You see, as desperate as my life can be, and is sometimes, I've got to remember that there's someone else that is more desperate than I am. There is someone else that needs Jesus Christ because I have him. There's someone else that needs the joy and the peace and the love of a, of a God that are desperate seeking for it. Are we weeping for those that are lost? Are we on your knees, desperate, asking God to change lives? Desperate people will do almost anything. What will we as a congregation do with our desperation? What will we do with our desperation? Are you desperate for Jesus Christ? Are you desperate to proclaim his name? Are you really desperate that Jesus can heal you? You are lonely. You cannot fight this fight alone. Are you really desperate? Is Jesus everything in your life? Or is it but just something on the sideline for me? Is Jesus our desperation? Church, if Jesus is your desperation, I want you to stand with me.